Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And today, uh, joining me via Zoom is author and pastor Curtis King. Curtis, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. And uh, this is the first time you've been on the podcast, and so we, we welcome you here. And uh, I want to know first, before we get into, we're going to talk about your book. Um, in fact, before I forget the book, we're talking about here, uh, The Judges of Israel, which we want you to buy. Um, I want to know a little bit about yourself. This is a, Again, uh, this is the first time you and I are actually talking. And uh, we became Facebook friends a couple of uh, weeks ago, maybe, uh, through a, um, a Facebook group we're both a part of. And uh, you sound like a really interesting guy. So tell us a little bit about you. Give us your testimony of how you came to know the Lord and, and got into ministry. So tell us about Curtis King. Right. Well, um, I grew up in a pastor's home. And uh, so I, I was actually saved at a very young age. Um I, w- I would always hear um, about getting saved, getting saved, because my dad would preach about that. Um, so when I was four years old, I would I would ask dad, hey, can I can I get saved? And um, my dad, he said, well, Kurt, let's look at the Bible. The first thing is Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Kurt, sin is anything you think, say or do that breaks God's law. Um, Kurt, are you a sinner? And I was four, so I didn't know any better. Uh, I said, no, I'm not a sinner. Uh, and, and my dad said, well, Kurt, you know, until you can realize that you are a sinner in need of a savior, um, you can't be saved. Um, so, you know, one day I was playing on the playground and I kicked a kid and uh, the worst sin I've ever committed in my entire life. And uh and my teacher, she pulled me aside and she said, Kurt, you sinned in a Christian school, by the way, that, you know, um, and it, it just suddenly dawned on me. Oh, my goodness, I'm a sinner. Um, so that Sunday I went to my dad and I, I said, Dad, I, I want to be saved. And he went through Romans 3.23 again. Kurt, are you a sinner? And uh, I said, yes, I'm a, I'm a sinner. And uh, from that, he, he went on to tell me about Christ and you know, how he died for my sins and, uh, and on that day, I, I asked Jesus to save me. And uh, so that's, that's my salvation testimony. And, uh, you know, just growing up, I, I saw the way that my dad pastored. And uh, I wanted to be just like him. In fact, my, my dad's my hero. And uh, so a lot of me, uh, a lot of my decision to become a pastor and going into the ministry originally hinged on my dad. Uh, just how, how much I respect him and, and I admire him. Um, but the more I got into it, um, and this is actually something we're going to preach on my, my last Sunday here at Maranatha, the, the more I got into it, the more I just realized how much I love the Bible. Mm. <laughs> and um, well, let me tell you, the, the more I dive into it, the more I dive into God's word, the more amazed I am at it. And, um, it's, that's, that's why I'm in the ministry. Uh, I get to study the Bible every day. I get to share it with people and, uh, you get paid for that. Yeah. I get paid. I get paid to do what I love to do. (laughs) Um, so, uh, that's, you know, that, that's pretty much me. Um, now I, I I don't know if, I don't know when this episode is going to go out. Um, but, uh, as of February 7th, I, will be or are 
again, depending on when this episode is going out, um, I'll be the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in Liberty, South Carolina, and uh, looking forward to uh, that new chapter of my life. And, and congratulations on that. We'll be praying for you there. And I'm um, looking at my calendar here to figure out when is this coming out. And um, yeah, I think by the time this airs, yeah, uh, you'll, you'll just be there. So right. awesome. Wonderful. Well, everyone uh, so, keep in your prayers. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, you, you love the Bible, but I, I have to call you out on this. Uh, you love the Bible, you love studying, you're a pastor, yet at the same time, you've chosen the Marvel Universe over DC. Explain how you reconcile those two things. Well, I saw I, I saw this coming. <laughs> well, let me tell you, um, actually, um, my buddy and I, we, we've talked about this for a long time. And uh, back in Bible college, I was staunchly DC only. Um, but that's before that was before the Marvel cinematic universe hmm. came out. And honestly, you can't, you can't, you cannot beat the MCU. Um, I was disappointed oh. with, with, uh, with pretty much everything that DC has come out with lately. Uh, Wonder Woman was good. I enjoyed that. I haven't seen 1984 yet. Um, but, but Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman, which whatever it was, that was that was a hot mess. It was awful. Um, it just made me sad inside because there's some. Uh, I don't know if I should let you continue here. This is you enjoyed you did you, you actually enjoyed that. No, I actually didn't. But okay, um, I was gonna say no. I I have to admit, as a DC guy, I have to admit the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it, it's better, and that's why I have trouble even with my kids because uh, mm -hmm. they're all Marvel. Um, I can't convince them otherwise. And I think it's, it's because of the movies. So, but speaking of movies, you're also a star Wars guy. Yes. That's actually a pretty recent development. <laughs> okay. Now, have you seen, have you seen all of the, the movies? I've seen, uh, I've seen everything that is Canon except okay. for, um, that the new show that is supposed to be oh, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. No, I've seen the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh I love the man. Uh, okay. there's this new animated show that's, set all right yes yeah, i can't get into animation as an adult i watched, I watched clone wars and rebels and th and i enjoyed clone wars but uh but anyway there's this other one called uh resistance and okay uh, yeah yeah i haven't seen that yet yeah it's i can't get into it okay so but, important question here before we continue this and this might determine whether oh, no. or not okay um you know I, i've been introducing my children to uh the, the movie series if you were to do that, and I, I don't know if you have children or how old they are, if, if you do, uh, but if you were introducing someone to Star Wars for the first time, the movies, do you start off with episode four or do you start with episode one? Oh, four. four okay, good, good. Okay. Right. We can continue uh, with the with the interview and the podcast. Right, right. Because and you know, to, 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 uh, to, for you to understand my, my Star Wars background, I had not watched any Star Wars except for the sequel trilogy until Disney Plus came out. Okay. So I, in this last year, I, I'm telling you, I'm a new fan, but I am full in. <laughs> uh. um, I, I love everything except for the sequel trilogy uh, that has come out. Um, and I, the prequels are my favorite. Okay. 
uh, which is not exactly conventional. Yeah. Um, but I just love Anakin's story. Uh, so in my mind, you have to watch four, five, and six first, because when you watch four, five, and six, that gives you a deeper appreciation of one, two, and three. Yes. Yes. Uh, you are hundred percent correct there. Right. And then throw seven, eight, nine in the garbage where it belongs. Yeah. So. I haven't seen nine yet. I just, I don't know. I haven't gotten around to it, but I have Disney plus and I should, so I should get to it just for that completion. But I, right. I think the prequels are not as bad as people say they are, except, um, Episode one, if you get rid of Jar Jar, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the, the, the issue at hand. We're talking about your book, The Judges of Israel. Um, so, so I want to get into this, and I, I really did enjoy the book. Um, I, I read this past weekend. And um, for those of you who know, know me and been listening to this podcast, you know this is the reason why I get into podcasting, because I want free books. <laughs> um, and in fact, we got to you've got a podcast too we're going to talk about uh toward the end um uh, but i love the uh the um the title here the judges of israel god can use anyone and it really and that's the kind of your, your theme throughout the book is you're going you don't go through every it's not a verse by verse commentary but you're going through the major judges and um that theme kind of marinates throughout the entire book that god can use anyone can you tell us just just uh, explore that topic for a little bit for us. Kind of extrapolate that for us. Well, really, uh, I would have to start with where the book starts with Ehud. Yeah. Um, it, that's that's basically where this theme begins. Uh, the book makes a big deal of the fact that he was left-handed. And um, back in those days, being left-handed was seen as as a handicap, mm-hmm. which it, that's kind of silly, but but that's just the way it was. Um, so for people to be able to follow a man like Ehud, um, it was a little bit of a stretch for people to do. Uh, and we see from that story, uh, I'm sorry, that, that event, um, that God used that quote unquote, you, you can see me doing the quote, the air quotes, uh, your your listeners can't, but, uh, God used that quote unquote disadvantage, uh, to actually make his plan come into fruition, you know, um, uh, his sword was uh, on his uh, on his right hip instead of on his left hip, so they wouldn't search the right hip because most people were right-handed. And uh, when you're going to pull your sword out, you go like that. Um, and, and listeners, uh, he's doing all the actions as we're as we're going through this. Right. I'm sorry. I do this on my podcast too. I'm uh, I'm acting things out, and oh man, past preaching right now. Um, well, anyway, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we see that first with Ehud, uh, and then it moves on to Deborah. And well, Deborah's obvious issue was well, she was a woman, and um, God loves men and women equally, uh, and God can use women as much as God can use men. Uh, we understand that from God's word. The only problem is that men have a hard time understanding that sometimes. Um, so that that's where Deborah was, and. Gideon, he's secretly threshing his wheat. He's hiding. You know, I don't think Gideon was a coward, but he was hiding. Yeah. Uh, we all would have been, really. Um, but then what I examined, though, is that Samson goes against that theme. And he's almost, in a way, the exception that proves the point. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, because Samson, he has all the advantages. 
Samson is the one, his, his birth has been, uh, his, he has a miraculous birth. He has this super strength. He has this charisma. He's just, he's supposed to be this incredible judge. And in my opinion, he really should have been the best judge that Israel ever had. Um, but we see that he had a part and God still used him. But God didn't use him as much as God could have because of the fact that he was just a flat-out stinker. Uh, Samson was awful. Um, and I get it. He was in the Hall of Faith, and, you know, you know, he, he did one good thing at the end there. But, um, but Samson could have gone on and done so much more if he simply obeyed God and did what was right. But I think that even proves your point because God can use anyone, not only um, the weak but also the strong. And, right. and not only the strong, but the egotistical, prideful, arrogant, God could still use. Right, right. And, and ultimately, with, with Samson, um, we, we see that God is all-powerful, yeah. that God can take a failure like Samson, and his goodness and his plan can still come out of it. Right. Um, now, we... We serve a sovereign God. He, um, it's a, my favorite book of the Bible is Esther. And right now I'm doing that study on Haman, um, uh, which if I can mention that later on too, I'd appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um, I've got but, a great year actually. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Uh, you see in the book of Esther how, how the world that they live in is a mess. It's full of filthiness and sin and wickedness. But yet God is still capable of taking all of that and making his great, wonderful will uh, come through it. So I, anyway, um, you know, so that, that's kind of the idea. And I, I really enjoyed that book because of this theme, because I remember that's something I, I've always struggled with, that, that idea of identity. And can God really use me? Um, I, I, I recall back in Sunday school when I was a kid, for years, um, I'd have Sunday school teachers say, you know what, I believe, God has called somebody in this room to preach. I'm not charismatic or anything. I, I'm, I'm not getting into prophecy or anything. Uh, but I was, I, I had my people picked out um, in, in the Sunday school, in the church I grew up with, that one, that one, or that one. I was never thinking me um, because I couldn't do that. I, in fact, when I was a kid, I could barely read. I wouldn't speak. Speaking in public would, it would be a shock to little Kevin Thompson to find out that bigger Kevin Thompson's a, a, a preacher. And, and doing podcasts and whatnot. Um, and it, it, it really, the book really hits home that God can and will um, use uh, people of varying talents and varying degrees of popularity and ability and whatnot, because God wants to show himself uh, powerful. God wants to, uh, people to look at him as um, the, the author of all things. And so, so I can, I play a part in giving God glory through God using the talents that he's given me. Right. Right. Absolutely. Gideon's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Uh, where, um, a mighty man of valor <laughs> to a guy hiding behind the threshing. Uh, right. But then nobody would was, nobody would look at Gideon's victory with 300 men and say, Oh, Gideon did that. Right. Right. Uh, ultimately, it had to be God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and that's actually the other, the other kind of underlying theme of that, of the book is that 
it's not about me receiving glory. It's not about me getting attention. It's, it's all the praise, honor, and glory belongs to him. It belongs right. to God. Um, yeah, if I could say something to, to that, that point you said a minute ago, um, when I was in Bible college, I looked around at all these other guys who, uh, they, they were great preachers. They had great people skills. They were handsome. Uh, you know, all these different things not that they like want to, what was say what? Not like us. Oh yeah. No, no, not. Well, I mean, you, you are a dashing debonair anyway. There's a reason why this is a podcast and not video, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but, um, you, well, you already beat me to the joke. You see me, I'm not exactly, um, I'm Mr. Congeniality or whatever. Um, I looked around and I saw these different guys and, and I thought, to, I, I prayed, Lord, what can you do with me? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it took me reading my Bible and praying uh, seeking God's face for, for me to realize it, it has nothing to do with how talented or skilled I am. God will use a willing vessel. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was humbling. Yeah. Um, God doesn't necessarily want Curtis King to become the pastor of the largest church in the world. God just wants Curtis King to obey, submit, and then glorify him. Exactly. Um, um I want to talk about two two things in particular here in the book. Uh, I, I, I like how you co- you you cover the story of Abimelech, and you mentioned it's not it's not the feel good story. Uh, it's not like a Gideon where you have a guy who you know the least likely to succeed all of a sudden becomes a mighty warrior, or Ehud the left handed guy who uh, defeats the the king. All all this stuff. Um, there's nothing good about this guy whatsoever. No. There's no. There's no happy ending um you know where he comes to see the light and everything um tell us a little bit about that and why you included that in the in in the book well uh, it's it's a major it's a major story uh, in the book for one um really i i'm not a big fan of well i mean that kind of goes without saying um i don't think anyone really should be a, a a big fan of his right um I felt like, and again, um, for most people, um, Abimelech is one of those judges that we don't really talk about ever. You don't hear his story in Sunday school. Um, so I'm not exactly the best scholar in the world on this, as is pretty much no one else. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but there are a few misconceptions that I really wanted to clear up uh, in writing about Abimelech. Um, there's the deal where he's taking the tower and, uh, and he sees this, this, uh, this area that's specifically designated for his idol. Uh, I forget the name of the idol, uh, specifically. Um, it was a, it was a type of bail. I'll say that. I don't know the specific type of bail, but whatever. Um, and, uh, and the passage says that he kills the people in there and he tears down the idol and some people say that, well, that was a righteous deed that he did, and that was a good thing he did. And in my mind, I'm like, no, um, th- this wasn't this wasn't something that uh, Bimlech was doing out of a reverence to God, or um, because idol worship was a bad thing. Um, this man wanted all the praise and glory and attention for himself. Right. 
going back to the actual theme of the book, the praise, honor, and attention, and glory, and all that good stuff. He wanted it all for himself, and that was why he did what he did. Yeah. Uh, in fact, he's so concerned uh, about attention uh, and people's perception of him uh, that when that woman drops a millstone on his head and nearly kills him, when technically does end up killing him ultimately uh he says well someone stabbed me through because i don't want someone to think that i was killed by a woman uh which i find it beautiful and ironic that the bible still puts that in there anyway um so uh, you know that that was kind of my take on it is that here's a man who unlike gideon uh unlike uh ehud or or deborah um he's trying to get the attention for himself He's trying to become the king of Israel, as it were. So, um, hope is that is that, yeah. is that sufficient? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, the other thing I wanted to bring up before, and our, our time is is running short, but I have to admit, when I first got the book, thinking about Judges, um, the first section I turned to, I didn't start at page one. I, I went to Jephthah. Because I wanted to see how you covered Jephthah. Oh no! <laughs> tell us, uh, you know, the big controversy. Did Jephthah? Of course, those of you who know the story. Uh, Jephthah, before going into battle, said basically, "Lord, if you give me the victory, I will kill the first thing that comes out of my house on the way back." And it's his daughter. And um, right. so, let me really quick just read um, uh, the verse here that that says Jeth, uh, Judges uh, eleven. 39 it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned to her father who did with her according to his vow which he had vowed and she knew no man and it was a custom in israel so um how, how do you deal with, I, I already know how you deal with it but right uh, how do you deal with that did did jephthah actually uh sacrifice his daughter like like the pagans would have done right now let me preface my answer by saying this um this is this is my opinion. Um, this is this is not. Uh, I think I think it's a um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it's an opinion based on what I'm reading. Uh, you know, it's not a. Um, um, what I, I'm, I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. The word I'm looking for is on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not. I'm not saying it. Um, basically, this when I get to heaven, and if I find out that I'm wrong, I, it's really not going to tear me up too much. Um, but still, this is something that is debated quite a bit uh, among our circles. First thing is this. Um, God would not have been honored by such a, such a vow. Right. Um, in fact, the only other place where something like this happens really is Abraham. God tells Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And at first, when you read that in Genesis and and something I try to tell my 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 church uh, my church people, whether that's Calvary or teens or whoever, yeah. is you really need to read these scriptures as if you're reading them for the first time. We have grown up with these stories, so it's really not a shock to us anymore. But when you read Abraham's story, where God tells him to sacrifice his only son Isaac, really as a first time reader, that should be jarring. So we, well, hold on a second. This doesn't make sense. This goes against God's nature. And, well, you see further on that, well, it did go against God's nature. God does not allow him to do it. Uh, he was testing Abraham's obedience. But once that knife started coming down, 
God stopped him. He said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Um, so for that's the first thing. God would not have been honored by such a, by such a uh, vow. Uh, but when you read that verse again, um, do, 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 Judges 11, what verse did you say that was? Oh, see, I already moved that screen off. But uh, <laughs> verse, uh, verse 38. Okay. <laughs> um so so once again it says um wait a minute that's not right verse 39 verse 39 yes that's that's what i said there must have i, been, I was amazed I, that I you do that off the top of your head i certainly did not make a mistake um <laughs> yes verse 39 yes i i, I was mistaken <laughs> uh, and it came to pass at the end of the two months that she returned unto her father who did with her according to his vow which he had vowed Okay, so at first that's pretty ominous, but then the last part, and she knew no man. Yeah. Uh, so there seems to be a connection there between those two phrases, and she knew no man. Well, I mean, if he's going to kill her, then obviously she's not going to know any man. Uh, that's almost right. as if it's it doesn't even need to be stated. But the daughter, uh, before when he comes and he tells her, "Oh, I made this vow to God," and blah blah blah, she says, "Hey." Uh, can I go and mourn with my, with my friends up in the mountains uh, that I never had children, that I never knew a man? There seems to be a really close connection between this vow and this concept that she was never married, she never knew a man, she never had children, and all that. Yeah. So my, my humble opinion, <laughs> and again, if I'm wrong, uh, and if, if anyone wants to, to bait me on it, that's fine. That's you know, that's all good. Uh, but my humble opinion is that um, in her giving her life, uh, again, with the air quotes, uh, that does not necessarily mean that she was killed, but it did mean that her life was given as a one that is devoted to God, almost the same way that Samuel was. Yeah. Um, Samuel uh, was given to the tabernacle and uh, and really his life was just given over to God. Uh, and in my opinion, uh, that's the way Jephthah's daughter was. Uh, instead of be getting married, having children, as would be normal uh, in her case, uh, her life was then devoted to just serving the Lord uh, and uh, almost like Anna, Anna in the New Testament. I call so, this the Hebrew nun view. Right, but, right. Yeah. There you go. Okay, well, the, again, the name of the book is um the judges of israel and i keep showing this up again like we're like we're in the, the video right. um but we're, we're looking at each other through through uh through zoom uh and i might post some of these things on zoom at some point in fact i was working on a youtube page that i stopped working on a while back but anyway uh we want to we want you to buy the book it's an interesting book i i i can tell you i i recommend the book um so go get it <laughs> gonna, we'll, we'll have the amazon link on on our website so check that out um, before you go, you are writing uh, another book. In fact, you've written several other books. In fact, we'll, we'll put a link to your Amazon page. Thank uh, you. But you're going to be releasing this this latest book uh, up next month in February. Heyman, Profile of a Narcissist. Give us a, a quick preview of, of this book. All right. Um, narcissism is a growing problem in our nation and in our churches. Uh, so what I've done is I've taken this person, Heyman, and I've kind of picked apart his life a little bit to examine um, 
just uh, how narcissists identify their characteristics uh, so that we can identify narcissists in our own life, but also narcissistic tendency. Nar- the word narcissist is a hard word to say. Have you ever noticed that before? Um, but also- That's why I'm having you say it. What? That's why I'm having you say it. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, but not just identifying the narcissists in our lives, but also our own narcissistic tendencies. Mm. Uh, because although um, we may not be big and narcissists, um, we all have issues with narcissism. We all have problems with pride and, uh, and it's something that we all need to combat every day. Um, so, uh, Heyman is a classic narcissist. Uh, he fits the profile, he fits the definition. And, um, and so we, we kind of take a deep dive in the book of Esther. All right. And so we'll have a link to that when it comes out. In fact, I'll be posting my review of that on our blog. So I'll be looking for that. And I'll also be posting it on Facebook because I get to be one of the exclusive uh, uh, members of the launch team. Uh, Again, this is why I get into podcasting so I can get free books, especially books that come out ahead of. uh, That's how special and important I am. The media mogul I am podcast host. Uh, I get (laughs) something for the general public. So... (laughs) talk about narcissism anyway um well i also want to uh, ask you about your your podcast which i'm going to say it even though I, I love my podcast you have the best podcast name out there <laughs> any podcast i've heard so tell us about the bible burrito right so my friends and i craig um we well we are both bible nerds that's how we would describe ourselves uh, we get just as excited about the Bible as we do about Marvel, Star Wars, and all that. So basically, our podcast, the first few minutes is nothing but foolishness. We talk about the Bible. Oh, no, we don't talk about the Bible. First, we talk about Marvel, Star Wars, DuckTales. DuckTales comes up quite a bit. It's yeah. kind of strange. But anyway, uh, we talk about all kinds of nerdy type things. And then we start nerding out about the Bible. And um we just finished the book of Esther, which really was the inspiration for my book, uh, Haman Profile of a Narcissist. Uh, we have done other books in the Bible. We started off with, um, uh, oh goodness, <laughs> we started off with Nahum. Uh, we went into the New Testament and we did the book of uh, Titus, Colossians, uh, Philemon. Uh, so now season three is going to be starting in the month of March. We're going to be in first, second, and third John which I'm really excited about. And uh, basically we, our approach is we go verse by verse, practically verse by verse, and we just talk about what it says. And right, well, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have the link on our website uh, as well. And now I, I, I've got a grudge against you because the DuckTales theme song is playing in my head. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well, Curtis King, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, spending, uh, you know, just doing this interview with us, we, we appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. I hope you'll come back on again. Maybe we'll even talk about Heyman a little bit and uh, help promote that book a little. And uh, I did, um, yeah, this is on my scheduled read, and I'm looking forward to it. So um, thank all of you for listening, and we'll be back next week. So uh, in the meantime, check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and we'll see all those links will be on there. And uh, I'm, I'm working on a couple of 
believe it or not, I'm actually going to be posting some some articles on there that I've written. It's been a while, uh, but you can keep up with Ray's uh, ramblings through Revelation. Um, so until next time, actually, don't uh, don't forget about Twitter and Facebook, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Basic Bible Cast. Um, so until next time, have a great rest of your week. 